Happy Wednesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we talk about one minute of the greatest adventure movie that Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Jim, I hear the music. You're listening to a special Billy Campbell episode on the Rocketeer Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Campbell. Well, thank you for that, boys. That's uh, that's uh, music that's close to my heart. <laughs> I'm Billy Campbell, uh, head of the acting department in the feature film known as The Rocketeer. And uh, pleased to be here again with Hal and Jim. Here we are on a, the uh, the would be directors or uh, additional additional features that were never included on the Blu-ray. <laughs> That's edition, right. So. We <laughs> are making additional features right yeah, here, if you, if, right here, right now. If everybody just sits back for the next or the the previous and, and future 109 half hour shows, we can <laughs> fit this on a DVD somewhere and you can watch the whole epic like we do one we're, one minute at a time. We're gonna have to burn our own. Yes. And just make a new little label, and it has, you know, 50 hours of supplemental chatter. I, th- I think there's a couple of lawyers out in Anaheim that would disagree. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, been, it's, it's been really a lot of fun watching this movie uh, frame by frame. Uh, and uh, we're getting to learn a lot of things that we wouldn't notice at normal speed. So uh, we're, we're back with, uh, with Cliff and, and Jenny walking down from Mrs. Pye's boarding house as uh, as. Jenny is telling Cliff all about the uh, the the role that she may be getting as the uh, the Saxon princess in a in a new feature of Neville, one of Neville Sinclair's movies, which we haven't talked really about Neville Sinclair other than the billboard back a couple of minutes ago. That's right. But uh, but dear old Jenny thinks she she has that has that role. It's all all ready to go, and she's even got a line, so she'll uh, <laughs> she's going to get her her uh, her SAG card punched here. It's. Uh, Yes, and it's funny. This line is going to turn up several times in in the movie, but this is the first time that uh, we get to hear the "Oh, my prince, would that you drink of my lips as deeply." <laughs> I love that, that line's line. going to have some uh, meaning for our show too, I believe, Jim. Yeah, we're going to have uh, <laughs> we're going to have some people uh, some people saying that line really uh, over. Again. Well, let's not spoil. No spoilers. We'll, we'll no just spoilers. leave that in the in the future, but yeah, we'll have some interesting people talking that one. So yeah, so. Uh, is this, you know, Billy? You're you you're the only one of us, as far as I know. I don't know Hal's background, but you're the only one that's dated actresses. Do you do you normally talk shop when you're dating an actress? I don't know how often that comes up. You know, I think so. I mean, obviously, it's what you're both doing. It's it's your livelihood um, um, in the best of in the best of times. Um, and so, but I wouldn't say it's the, you know, overwhelming uh, sort of uh, topic of conversation. Um, it, it wasn't with us. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, yes and no. Okay, yes, yeah. yes and a, a bit. Not, not as much as, not as no. much as non-actors would think. But No, exactly. Um, how, how much, how much um, rehearsal time did you get with this when, when you were doing this? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you were running sides like the day before and you say, okay, here's how the scene, did you block it out? or? How'd... Yeah, you know, I don't really remember a lot about that. I don't think, I think we got together once and read through the script, uh, sort of in a, in a read-through situation around a big table. Um, and other than that, 
you know, I did a lot of work actually with it was my first movie. I was very nervous, and I did a lot of work with a with an independent uh, acting coach teacher kind of thing. Um, okay, was did, did it to, did it help a lot? I mean, how, you know, I think it helped a lot. It it helped a lot just to be you know overly familiar with the, with the material. Um, but then again, you know, I had a tendency, especially early on, to overthink things and. And that is a, a fairly general tendency on the part of um, novice kind of actors is to, you know, indicate things. You know, uh, um, I remember I always used to sort of think, um, if not in the forefront of my brain, at least in some part of it, that I needed to, to demonstrate to the audience, you know, what the character's feeling at any given point in time. And the, the, the problem with that, of course, is that uh, the audience knows what the character should be feeling, right? They're, they've been there yeah. from, from the beginning of the story. They know that the character should be uh, feeling angry at this point or hurt at another or whatever. Uh, you don't need to indicate it. In fact, it's called uh, bad acting when you do. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you know, it's funny because you said the, the audience has been there from the beginning. And if you're shooting a picture out of sequence, uh, there may be moments where the audience knows mm. far better than you do yeah. what, uh, what that character should be thinking and feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the real trick to film acting is to is to is to chop it all up and um, keep track of it, uh, regardless of of the uh, sort of non sequential uh, um, way in in which it's shot. Um, that's the real trick, you know, because if you don't keep track of it, then you could run into a scene with, uh, you know, uh, huge energy and, and you're actually, we're supposed to be coming in with the kind of uh, low key energy or, or the opposite and uh, it doesn't work. But of course there are people that are, who are supposed to be there to, you know, remind you, but that doesn't always happen, you know. Yeah, when always... when you watch uh, when you watch you know back here in your early days on 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 the, the motion picture screen is it is it painful I mean I would imagine that you want to go back and read let me redo oh this whole God. thing it can be so 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 painful I think I told you the other day you know like if I could if I could reach out and erase every single uh, uh, you know iota of the Star Trek episode that I did I would. <laughs> um, because it's horrifying. It's just horrifying. It was horrible. Um, and uh, yeah, it can be very, very, very painful. Um, you know, and that stuff is going to be around till I die, long after I die, probably. Oh, Star Trek fans have short memories. Uh, they're, they're not focused on detail. <laughs> Look, a castle. Look, a castle. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so. Anyway, we're watching, you're doing all this acting where you're walking and talking. There's a lot of blocking going on here. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. big pieces of tape all over the sidewalk, and you've got to remember the camera's going to, you have to actually cross in front of, uh, of Jennifer Connelly there to, to get to the other side so she can deliver the line and make sure you're not stepping in her light. So I guess. Yeah, of course, it's great to see uh, the other actresses in the background going over lines and just yeah, a little yeah. bit of uh, set dressing there. That's, a, yeah. that's one of the things I really love about this movie is that all the, just the, attention to the tiny little things in the background, the tiny, uh, tiny bits of detail. Uh, it's a really, really sweet 
film that way. And I think that's one of the reasons it's, it's, it has remained a favorite. Yeah. It, it's stunning how, you know, it's, it's very subtle. There, there's, there's a lots of, there's lots of exposition going on in this that we're not like, like you don't notice it. It's not somebody sitting down and drawing out. It's, no. it's not like, you know, you're watching back to the future and they're putting a train layout saying, here's the car going this way and that way. But this, this whole scene that we're watching here kind of establishes that Jenny's trying to become an actress and trying to get this part. And Cliff is, you know, Cliff just, survived a near fatal crash and he was shot at and all these other kind of things but he doesn't want to bring it up because then it's just going to upset his girlfriend and he so he downplays the whole thing and it's uh it, it kind of gives you a great insight into both characters and uh you know the the obliviousness of Jenny going on with what you know what death defying things that that Cliff is facing and um and Cliff is still, you know, he, this is kind of setting up Cliff for being the, uh, uh, I'm trying to figure another word for this, but the jerk for not <laughs> being honest with her about how yeah. his day was and, and downplaying stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is a beautiful, it, it is a beautiful scene just from, you know, a writing point of view, uh, that difficult acting part where you got to get the, <laughs> got to get the lines in before you hit the, hit the pickup truck. Yeah, <laughs> I got to get the lines in, got to, you know, not feel like a, like a complete fake um you know i mean i've i've always felt like a fake in front of the camera even on my best days or in my best moments i haven't shaken the feeling it, it's just ceased to bother me yeah but well, that, that's why they pay you to be there that's the whole you know it, <laughs> this is a, a giant it's like being in a high school musical it's just the equipment's gotten bigger and you have to you know, act less to so that you look good on a on a sixty foot screen. Well, um, that's that's true. And you know, and, as you go along, you you sort of figure that out, and you get less more. I would say more comfortable, but in my case, I would say less uncomfortable with the whole thing. You know, I'm having better and better days lately. You yeah, know, are, are, as, you, are you you doing okay with Cardinal? I mean, does it feel real natural when you're when you're doing the work? You know, or? it does. It's funny because, like, here I am on the other side of my career, the opposite end of my career, and and well, hopefully it's not the end of my career. But <laughs> I don't think you you're know, into the middle. The maybe the middle, uh, <laughs> and and you know, I I at times have to like uh, you know, like str struggle to find enough energy to bring into a scene <laughs> you know i'm like i should be i really should be more nervous i wish i was more nervous like <laughs> like i was earlier but uh but you know i i think i'm having more and more of those days uh, lately where you know it, it it doesn't bother me as much as as like a fine wine i turn to vinegar <laughs> you get you get to be grizzled now, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. for a long time, nobody nobody would ever let me play like adult people. I was thirty when I did the Rocketeer. I was a grown up, but uh, you know, uh, they, they, I never got to play a like a bona fide man. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember what the first role was, but it's fun Please. now to be like grizzled. And, and, I can re remember when I first saw you on the forty four hundred. I, my first thought was, well, that's awkward. This guy has the same name as Billy or Bill Campbell from The Rocketeer. <laughs> and I, for the first, you know, few seconds, I didn't, uh, I didn't place you. And then it's, you know, let's go to IMDb, which, you know, we know how that can turn out. <laughs> yes, um, but exactly. let's let's look at this and see for sure. Wow, well, that's really him. When when I saw when I saw um, a 
a commercial for the killing. I was like, I turned to my wife and I said, you know who that is? <laughs> I, that, that must, I, I, we have to talk about that. Well, let's talk about it now. Or when you were doing the killing, I, I, trying to get cast as, as Abe Lincoln must have been one of the, I, I mean, how did you, how did that come about? Cause, you, you know, it was, I, it, it, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. It came to me, and and I the first thing I did when my manager said something about it, I guffawed. Uh, Lincoln for Lincoln. I said, "Are you kidding me? I'm not Lincoln. I can't play Lincoln." And I I just said, "You know, please politely decline because I love National Geographic, and I would I would love to you know." But I can't, I just can't, I can't do that. You know, I wouldn't cast me as Lincoln if I was, if I was the producer. And, uh, and then he, my manager came back and said, uh, they really are kind of adamant. And, and I'm like, hmm, I get to go make a movie in Richmond, 60 minutes from my home in Virginia. And, and it's civil war, which is a huge thing for me. I used to do reenactments and all that. And, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'll do it. And I had no time to think about it. I had, I got the, you know, I basically took the job about a week before I was supposed to be there. And, uh, and I, and it's a good thing. I didn't have time to, to think about it, I think. Um, yeah. Because did, it went, it all went really well. It, it was, it was fantastic. Did I have to know, did, did you get to keep the mole? The who? The mole? No, no. The mole was uh, ruined at the oh. end of each day. But uh, oh. the one thing I did do, the one thing I did do to try to make myself comfortable was uh, because I was so, you know, it was so late in the game that I got the job and I went down to Richmond and, and the first day we were doing the makeup and I was trying on the clothes and stuff. And then I looked in the mirror and I'm like, wow, this, this is not bad, actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, if I'd had enough time if I, you know, if I'd had six, eight weeks, something like that, I would have dropped like 35 pounds and it would have looked a lot better. But, uh, but the, what I did do was I got dressed up, I got in makeup and I told the folks, I'm like, look, I'm just going to go for a walk for a couple hours. <laughs> so I went, I went walking through downtown Richmond. I went to a pub. I had a sandwich and a couple of pints of Guinness as Lincoln. Wow. And it, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. People <laughs> were doing double takes all over the place. And, uh, you know, um, what's his name had been there, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, recently and done, you know, Lincoln for Spielberg. Uh, wow. and so I, I kind of felt like an imposter, but, uh, but it actually Picture one of those guys on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, posing for pictures and, mm. uh, you know, I, I, this, this, I know we're going far from the Rocketeer, but, uh, mm. I, uh, Billy, I, I used to live in, uh, as you lived in Virginia, I lived in Winchester for a number oh, of years. Did you really? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. I worked I worked at Dulles Airport for a, an aerospace company, and okay. Winchester was about the most affordable thing in the Washington area. But sure, uh, yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, that's that's in the whole Blue Ridge uh, area, the, the Shenandoah Valley, which is nonstop Civil War reenactors up oh, and yeah. down. Oh, yeah. And um, there was an anniversary up in Antietam, the, uh, in Sharpsburg, Maryland. And for some reason, they have there's a well I mean, the reason that they have this is there's a society of Lincoln reenactors, and they all came to town one day in Sharpsburg, Maryland. <laughs> and when you were describing that seeing Lincoln, there, imagine about sixty or seventy Lincolns wandering around, you know, at the at the local Walmart. That's, and that's that, hilarious. It, it was, uh, you know, <laughs> everywhere you go is Lincoln. So, um, that's yeah, funny. It, it, that. Uh, 
but it's crawling it's, with Lincolns. Yeah, and there it's a, there's a surprising number of Lincoln reenactors who do not look like Lincoln, but they they try their best. And you know, mm. thank thank goodness we have people like that who can who can do these things. But some of the you know some of the reenactments we used to go to um, Newmarket and all the other places yeah. to, to to see these things. And, oh, uh, I used to do them. What what years would that have been? Uh, this would have been uh, let's see, uh, 1990 to where all the Rocketeer was coming out to uh, after 2000, like 2002 or so. Yeah, mine and, were in, mine were in the in the late 70s. And okay, the yeah. 80s. Yeah, but I'm, you know, it, it's still, I'm sure it's still going on today, but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think if you, if you live in Virginia, you basically have to relive the Civil War every day, every day because <laughs> there, there's some kind of thing going all summer long. You can go to cavalry oh, yeah. charges and all kinds of oh, stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's all I ever oh. thought about as a kid. Was yeah. <clears throat> I was just going to say, I've got family, uh, or had family that was in Virginia, but I think they left in the early 1700s. So it's oh, been, well. been a little oh, while I, since. I wouldn't uh, remember them. They missed I always wondered if there's, you know, up, up your way, if there were Jefferson reenactors somewhere, because, you know, up by Monticello and all that. Uh, I don't, I've never seen a, a Jefferson reenactor. So. Well, there was a, a fantastic Jefferson reenactor, and he was actually directly uh, related to Jefferson. Um, oh, really? Yeah, lived over in Keswick, Virginia, and uh, um, uh, his last name was Coles. Uh, we we were tangentially sort of distantly related to the the Coleses over in Keswick, and uh, he did a one man show uh, about Jefferson. He had red hair like Jefferson. I mean, wow. he was directly he was he might have been the spitting image of Jefferson. Oh, um, a night with a night with T.J. Wow. I, yeah, he was an I, interesting I, fellow. The thing I remember about uh, the Jefferson at uh, the Monticello uh, gift shop up there was that they tried whenever they could, if they were paying paying you back in cash, the change always came in nickels and two dollar bills. <laughs> those were the Jefferson money things. So, um, wow. Well, anyway, well, that's that's far away from the Rocketeer. We have digressed. Um, yes, a bit, but and not all, for the first or last time. Yeah, an, an interesting uh, an interesting uh, si- side note. Um, so we're we're watching uh, Jenny and Cliff talk about how uh, you know what they're going to go see for the movies, and uh, they're discussing the different the different films that were coming out in, in October of 1938. By the way, there was um, and of course I just lost my my thing on this, but there was a there was a movie coming out about te- uh, Texans that was uh, it's just a couple of westerns to go see, but uh, but uh, Jenny and Cliff are going to argue between going to see a Cagney movie. Or uh, going to see Neville Sinclair, who apparently is a uh, a narrow Flynn type, and he's con- constantly talking about walking poodles in the park and stuff. Which <laughs> now, I, I think when we were watching the uh, uh, the screen test of this, th- a, a variation of this discussion came up uh, that you that you worked on. It's obviously reworked, but uh, that seems to be uh, getting the back and forth with you in the in the car. Um, so this, this might be one of the earliest versions of of stuff that you know, of, of lines that had come out of your mouth when. When you were doing the Rocketeer in, in the screen test, um, and it's held, it, you know, the the changes have been great, uh, but it, it seems to to hold up. We're we're getting the idea that there is a famous actor that's going to be doing a movie about getting shot down behind the enemy lines and bringing in uh, yeah. planes and stuff. So, yeah. um, well, and we've seen the the billboard briefly you know, yeah. during the the GB flying scene. That's right. That incredibly sturdy this, billboard for right, a very sturdy, very uh, <laughs> very high tech with the the Jenny with the moving prop and you know Neville Sinclair and yeah. whoever the actress uh, there is supposed to be. Yeah, um, obviously <clears throat> he didn't read the sign when he was flying by, but I guess the oil was in the <laughs> <Right>. way. So, <laughs> and you know this, this movie they're talking about going to see Wings of Honor is is it must be a direct nod to uh, 
Errol Flynn, uh, who was in Dawn Patrol. Right. I read this, uh, the second Dawn Patrol, uh, also in 1938. But what's funny about that is that, you know, the obviously the, the billboard shows the, the leading man and the leading lady earlier on. But uh, unless I am completely uh, misremembering, I don't think there's a woman in the Dawn Patrol. No, it's uh, Errol Flynn of. and Basil Rathbone and David Niven all just sort of chewing up I the scenery and right. arguing about who's going to fly which mission uh, and, and do all that stuff. I haven't thought of that in ages. Yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a stepfather who had a little, when I was a very, very young boy, had a little 8-millimeter film projector. Oh, wow. And he had a couple of, uh, or a few uh, films, one of which I watched over and over again was uh, Bela Lugosi uh, in Dracula. Oh, of course, it was uh, silent. But uh, another was Dawn Patrol. Wow. Uh, and uh, I used to just watch them all the time. As one of the great, uh, great flying movies, they reused some footage from the earlier, the 1930 version. But uh, but it's one of those uh, big epics where you assemble all these airplanes and and uh, make a big production out of it. Yeah, which, kind of like the, you... the plot of uh, Great Waldo Pepper, which we come across a, a couple of times right. in, in in our little podcast here. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, wow. Well, I think we've gone completely around the horn about <laughs> go with this, this one movie, but that's what it's like here at the Rocketeer Minute. We get to, we get to chat about a lot of things. Um, but Billy, we're gonna we're gonna see you again. We have to let you uh, uh, continue working on films and things like that and traveling hither and yon. Um, but we will have you back uh, in. Well, we won't even say how how often this is going to be, but sometime in the near future, you're going to be back with us. Are we at the end of this one already? That's crazy. Um, are we? Let me see. We're pretty close. Oh well, yeah, we can we can chat some more though. We, there's lots of there's lots of things we can we can go on about this. Um, Although I do wish Billy you would tell us to scram because it's another <laughs> one of those great little slices. Yeah, we better scram if we're going to catch this Cagney movie. That's... Scram, scram, scram. yeah, scram boys. Yeah, I want to. He hangs one of my kisser. You let him walk. Exactly. <laughs> oh, don't stop. Were, were you getting a lot of notes about how to how to deliver this thing? I mean, I realize this was you know this is your first big uh, big motion picture, but uh, after every you know, I'm I'm assuming the the only one you're taking direction from is Joe Johnston, and you you must be getting a lot of advice from everybody else where you were. You know, you were I don't, I don't remember a lot of unsolicited advice. Joe even is not a big um, he's not big into giving direction. He just kind of lets you go. He doesn't really say anything unless he, he figures something is completely out of whack. But, um, you know, I asked a lot of advice. I solicited a lot of advice from, um, from Alan uh, and other people. I have no, you know, particular uh, embarrassment about asking people what they think about what I'm doing because I often <laughs> think it's not very good. So, uh, um yeah, I, I, I didn't, uh, there wasn't a lot of advice going on except that which I was uh, actively seeking. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, we've, it, it comes, I mean, it comes across as a very natural thing, even with these awkward things that you have to say. But even, you know, even early on, it seems like everybody has kind of a an, an easy repartee with, with each other and that, that you didn't really have to practice that much. I mean, I guess you you, you ran slides briefly before you did the scene or, yeah. or you at least block it out. Yeah. But it all it all comes across very very naturally. I think it was, uh, as far as I recall, it was a very uh, uh, sort of natural feeling on the set. You know, there were a lot of uh, the the movies very showy. 
you know, and it's it's an old-fashioned movie. So it really was more about the blocking and and the and the and the shots and what's happening and so forth. And it was hard not to, you know, sort of get caught up in that and feel that you were, you know, in the in the back in the day. Um, uh, you know, it, it really felt like old-fashioned movie making. Wow. Did did the clothes and costumes help my mind? I was oh my wondering goodness, what. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like when you when you put on the jodhpurs in the morning and say, "Here we go." It you know, it helps real... a great deal. It sounds silly to say so, but you know, it's like if you uh, you know if you're playing basketball and you're you're wearing a Michael Jordan T-shirt, you just sort of uh, you know, you 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 just have a little extra twinkle in your step, and and it's the same with uh, putting clothes on for a, to play a part. You just um, it kind of does something to you. And wow. um, that's why it's always, it's always a little off-putting, the rehearsals, when you're all sitting around the table in your street clothing. It's, it's, it feels a little uh, awkward because you're just, I'm just there in my Nirvana T-shirt or whatever and, <laughs> you know, stinky T-shirt if I haven't bothered to change it. And, uh, and, and, and it's just awkward. It helps a great deal to have the clothing on and to be on the set. Running the same scene over and over again, and trying and still trying to get that level of, I'm in the scene, I'm in the scene, I'm in the scene, must be hard to hold, especially if they're, if they like cut and go to the next day, and you're trying to go, where was I, at that point? But it, it if you know, even if those those things are happening, it still comes across very naturally the way this, uh, the pacing of this particular scene goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Well, I, yeah, I guess we are at the end of the scene because I'm just gonna keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, many, many more great minutes to come. And uh, here, you know, this is—we're bare—we're not even the—we're not even out of the first half hour of this movie. It's crazy. Um, but uh, but lot, lots more excitement and adventure and, and stories coming up. So uh, everybody, please join us here uh, Monday through Friday, as, as we say at the beginning of the show. But if you'd like to talk some more about this on social media, we are always available at the lo- usual locations. It's uh, uh, Twitter at uh, Rocketeer Minute. You can find us at uh, Facebook RocketeerMinute.com/slash. I'm not. Rocketeer Minute. No, uh, Facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. And then at the big site, RocketeerMinute.com, where all these episodes are available. Uh, cool swag from Amazon. And uh, don't forget to follow Billy Campbell at uh, W.O. Campbell on Twitter and uh, help him uh, help him spread the word about uh, this crazy endeavor of ours. Leave us reviews. Uh, we've got, uh, as of the time we're recording this, we've got our first review on iTunes. Uh, it consists entirely of movie quotes, and it's cryptic, and I don't understand it, but they gave us five stars, and I love them for it. Five oh. stars is good, yes. Five stars. <laughs> wow. Fancy. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're better than all I came to end. Yeah, it's a, one of those things. Uh, but, yeah, uh, please, and if you want to go out to iTunes uh, while you're there, uh, type in Rocketeer Minute in their little search bar. Uh, once once our, little, our little show comes up, hit subscribe, and you get this particular show delivered to you hot and fresh every morning, first thing, so you can listen to it on your treadmill, out there while you're, uh, while you're waiting for your movie to start, or... Um, you know, wherever you happen to listen to to our great show in your car while you're uh, or shopping, you know, if you're at grocery shopping, that's, that's a callback. We'll talk about that later. But uh, all, all these places that you listen to us, you can get it every morning, Monday through Friday. So uh, why don't you get it tomorrow uh, right here back on the Rocketeer Minute. Boys, thank you, as ever, over and out. Go get it, kid.